the U.S. bond and stocks extended their rally on the back of soft economic data from the U.S. and another strong U.S. bond auction. So the U.S. dollar fell sharply against most majors, allowing the euro, sterling and the yen to extend gains into the year end. Now, this rally in the sovereign space obviously looks overdone. Hence, the rally that we see in the stocks and the sell-off that we see in the U.S. dollar look overstretched. This means a rising risk of a wild correction when the euphoria in the market comes to an end. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So Wednesday was yet another day of joy and euphoria for the Federal Reserve dose and another day of sell-off for the US dollar as a result of it. So this week's economic calendar is, well, not really heavy, but but the little data that comes in, well, feeds the Fed dose quite successfully, I should admit. So release yesterday. The Richmond Manufacturing Index actually came in much, much softer than expected by analysts, hinting at a significantly faster slowdown in the economic activity in Richmond in December. Shipments also contracted significantly compared well, to a year ago, and the slowing activity is, of course, a excellent, a good booster for the Fed dose, hence they boosted the Fed dose at yesterday's trading session along with yet another strong U.S. bond auction on Wednesday that actually followed some strong bond auctions the day before. And this time, well, it was the U.S. five-year paper that saw a bumper demand from investors as investors just rushed in, thinking that they are securing some good deals at the current yields for the U.S. markets based on the expectation that the U.S. yields will further crumble when the Federal Reserve starts chopping the interest rates next year. As such, the U.S. five-year yield fell to a 3.80% level. It even tipped a toe below this level, actually. The two-year yield sank to 4.23%, and the U.S. 10-year yield tipped a toe below the 3.80% level. Isn't it marvelous? Well, yes, it is. It's especially marvelous for the rate-sensitive technology stocks because the Nasdaq 100 index renewed record at yesterday's trading session, whereas the S&P 5 500 was trading just 0.3% below its own all-time high level, yet the index couldn't yet declare a fresh record. But I am confident that it will come. In the FX, well, the US dollar was obviously hit hard by this accelerated fall in the US sovereign yields. Now, I would like to open a small and a short parenthesis here as someone from our audience asked me why the falling yields should actually affect the currency valuations negatively. And the answer is, it is because lower yields mean a weaker return on assets that are denominated in well, the concerned currency. Here it is the US dollar, obviously. As such, lower returns decrease appetite for dollar-denominated assets, and the falling demand in the currency as a result of the falling yields actually weaken the currency's valuation. And in this context, we can see that the US dollar index sank below the 101 level on the back of yet another shortfall that we see in the US yields yesterday. Now, the broad-based sell-off in the US dollar propelled the euro dollar past the one point. 
0.11 mark yesterday. Now note that we also had a sharp, sharp fall in the European yields. The German 10-year yield, for example, tanked below the 1.90% level at yesterday's trading session. And in theory, that should have also triggered a well, weaker euro following that. Lower yields mean lower currency valuation theory. But note that oftentimes what happens in the US and in the US dollar and the US sovereigns has a more powerful impact on the overall trends and dynamics. And that's why despite the falling yields both in the US and in Europe, while well, we saw the US dollar was the one currency which gave in to a stronger euro. And similarly, cable jumped past the 128 level despite falling UK yields and the dollar yen is to 141 level. Now, obviously, as it is the case for well, the stock markets, the sell-off that we see in the US dollar today looks overdone as well because the US dollar index has now stepped into the oversold territory, hinting that an upside correction at the current levels should be healthy and would also make a lot of sense given that the pricing that we see today in the market well, makes no sense really. Just remember this, the intensity of the interest rate cuts from the Fed that are being priced in by the markets today actually requires a sharp slowdown in the US economy. And if that's the case, yes, the bonds could actually extend their rally, but the stocks should not. And if there is no severe slowdown in the US economic growth, the Fed won't be cutting the interest rates by 150 basis points next year because that would actually loosen the financial conditions to an undesirable level to fight inflation and boost inflation again, God forbid, because that's something that no one wants to see. Powell wouldn't want to see inflation in the US take higher just because they made a last-minute policy mistake. The U.S. President Joe Biden well, would hate to see inflation in the U.S. come back at the election year, and Americans, like American households, would also hate to see inflation return now that well, they use all their savings to refuse to decrease their spending, but well, they have less ammunition left right now to cope with yet another or new wave of high inflation in the US. And inflation battle may not be over, just mind you. I hope it is. I really hope so for the sake of everyone, but it may not be. Because in fact, I fell on a, a quite an interesting chart that actually compares inflation in the US from mid-1960s to the early 1980s and inflation since 2014 and to 2030s as a projection. So you don't have the same scale. So inflation in absolute terms is not the same for two periods, but you have a very similar trend because in fact, you can actually see that inflation trends in a surprisingly similar way from 1966 to 1976 and from 2014 to today. And what's interesting and scary is what happens next? Because if history is any guidance, inflation in the US fell by mid-1970s in the US after an initial peak before, but the easing has not been sustainable and inflation accelerated again to hit an even higher level by 1980. So of course, I'm not saying here that what happened back in the 1970s will happen again today because every period is different. Every period has its own dynamics and drivers and challenges. But the chart is quite interesting in the sense that it is actually a reminder that inflation could 
it could pick up again. And that's why the Federal Reserve's latest comments, I mean, these dovish comments, which were simply too dovish to be true, should certainly be rectified sometime early next year. And if that's the case, well, there will be a very, very nice room for a downside correction both in the U.S. stocks and in the U.S. bond markets because, well, thanks to that impressive bond rally that we saw in the U.S. since, well, weeks now, the U.S. has actually recorded the biggest two-month easing in financial conditions in its history. And it appears that the latest easing in the U.S. financial conditions has been more powerful than the ones that we saw following the announcements of the quantitative easing programs from the Federal Reserve. And that can hardly be compatible with a sustainably low inflation in the US, even less so as the geopolitical tensions today will start to disrupt the global trade ways in a way that actually could be inflationary. Now, one good news is for the Fed regarding inflation is well, crude oil's inability to ensure a sustained price rise. The barrel of US crude actually snapped back below the $74 per barrel level after testing the $76 per barrel level on rising Red Sea tensions. And that's actually something that's soothing for those who are scared to see inflation rise again. So this is all for today. I'm Ipegos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you actually enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.